Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy Lake Kim in the building and I got my brother KB in the building. We we on episode 40 and we decided to name this one Legacy is Forever. Now KB and I, we understand that as entrepreneurs, we get in the game because we're trying to figure out what our legacy move is. And hopefully our entrepreneurs, you're not getting in the game just to make money because that's a byproduct. We understand that entrepreneurs are not remembered for how much money they made, but for the impact they had. So KB, he's going to let y'all know what the quote of the day is and why we decided to choose this topic. Today's quote is, the goal isn't to live forever, it's to create something that will. Facts. And this was said by Chuck P. And this is something that inspires me every day to be better, is to create something that that can't be erased. And that's the mentality I go with things. And not just like now, I think about generations to come, me being a difference maker, like, yo, Grandpa KB, he did his thing. He set a tone <laughs> for us. <laughs> Grandpa KB was a legend. Exactly. I want that to be in the family tree forever. <laughs> so when I don't feel like doing stuff, I think about things like that to keep me going. You got to put that in stone, bro. Put that in stone. <laughs> The reason why we chose this topic, we know on your journey to obtaining massive success, us entrepreneurs need to know what our legacy move is going to be. Meaning when you are officially out of the game of business, what impact did you actually leave for people that can carry out your mission? After a certain level of success, no one will care about how much money you have made, but everyone will remember the lives that you impacted. And that's why we believe legacy is forever. That's true. And that's deep because... I think there's certain people that after a certain point, it's okay, cool. We know you get money, but what are you actually going to do with that? Yeah. And what did you, you know, teach people and what did you, you know, inspire them to do? Nips, he also said it best. He said, the best thing you can do for somebody is to inspire them. If you just think about just getting money and not, and really inspiring others, what is it really worth then? I think this is like paradigm shift for me as I get deeper and deeper in the game of entrepreneurship, because it's hard to think of like a legacy move when you don't got no money. When, <laughs> when you're trying to earn the bread, you just think about no legacy, man. I'm just trying to pay the bills. And I'm not saying I'm all the way fully financially free, but I'm saying that as I'm getting closer to that true financial freedom, I'm starting to think like, all right, cool. As I get there, who else could I bring with me? Who else could I help get to the same level that I'm at? Or propel them ahead of me. There's no hate or there's no like ill feeling of seeing people win. Because if you as a trainer, as a leader or an entrepreneur could help and teach someone to be better than you and you nice, then that's different. And for me, bro, it's more about after you get out of debt, after you buy your crib, after you buy your house, you buy all the nice things, you flex, all your expenses is paid. What's going to motivate you then? And people don't never think about that because they, they're so busy being underwater. They don't never think about, yeah, what would I do if I didn't have to work? How would I spend my day? Would I can still continue to help people? Because not for my benefit, for their benefit. It's very important to think that way. And I think it's not meant for everybody. But those who know need to do it because people are counting on us. We definitely going to talk about it. But if you want to talk about legacy, it just 
it hit different. Yeah. <laughs> y'all know how the structure of these uh, episodes go. KB's going to let y'all know the three problems and then we're going to break them down and then we're going to let y'all know the solution. KB, what's the first problem? The first problem people usually say is that I'm only one person when it revolves around your legacy. That's a valid point. It can't be your excuse. Like you could turn it into a reason to be, you know, the best that no one has ever seen. Yeah, it's easy to use that excuse because when you're one person, you feel like, well, how big of an impact could I make? It's just me. And and I got an experience for that because I feel like at one point I felt like that as well. The second problem we got is that I don't want that level of pressure. And you being an entrepreneur, it's already pressure. But you being an entrepreneur and everyone counting on you, it's even more pressure. And But that's the thing. You can't have a legacy without leading and you can't lead without having pressure. So if you're really saying that you want to lead, then you got to understand this comes with it. And everybody's not meant to be the leader. So you got to really ask yourself and really have the uncomfortable conversation. Am I meant to do this? Or I'm supposed to be doing this? Or people told me I should be doing this? What do you truly feel in your heart? And, you know, you step up to the plate. Bro, and what I think is pressure is a part of attaining greatness. There's not one great celebrity athlete person from, yeah, (laughs) doctor, like lawyer that has obtained true success without a certain level of pressure. I think of LeBron, man, and I think of the kind of pressure this dude has been put into since the age of 16. I think of Kobe, what Kobe had to go through. I think of like Michael Jackson, Mike, Mike Tyson. Like I think of these people and I'm like, yo, the pressure, even like Mike Tyson, bro, to be a world champion heavyweight boxer by what he did about 20 i think so yeah bro it was like 20 or 21 or something like that to be a heavyweight world champion in your 20s bro some people like it takes their whole career to do that this dude did it like soon after he just after he was a teenager it's just insane to me and again the level of pressure that he had to follow through on because of what he attained so early, that's tough. That's tough, man. On the side, I think of legacy as far as like Dr. King, him graduating college when he was like 15, which is outrageous. The legacy that he left, like his imprint on the world, and he died, was about to be what, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. And that's powerful. And that takes a whole lot of courage, a whole lot of pressure, a, low, a whole lot of mistreatment, a whole lot of sacrifices. And not everybody wants to be at that level, but you could be that level in your particular field and the particular things that you're doing. He knew, like, I had, to, I have to do this. And I think a lot of times we do know, but we just don't accept the calling. That's true. But the third problem we got is that I never saw a good example growing up. That's just being a victim, man. It's being a victim. If you come from the hood, this is everybody's example, everybody's problem. All you need is you to really spark the movement. Other people are thought about making a change. Like, you're not the only one that thought about it, but you could be the only person to actually put into action. Follow through, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, everybody who lives in these certain type of circumstances, they know these are the problems. Everybody is aware of the problems, but you could be the difference maker. Like, yo, what are we going to do about it? And I think that's the approach that we need to start taking. That's true, bro. Because, like, growing up and where we from, man, it's very few people saw a good example. Very few. And... Again, that's probably the reason why very few people hit a high level of success. People who never seen a good example, they settle. And people who want to see the good example, they go seek it. They go find a good example. And 
that's along the lines of some of the experiences I'm going to share. So I think these problems, they real, man. I've heard entrepreneurs say this and I've heard leaders say this. So let's share our experiences and then let's tell them how we overcame these and how they impacted us. I'll take a stab at the first one. So the first problem our entrepreneurs say is I'm only one person. And here's my example, KB. So I felt like growing up, I always felt like I wanted to be a person of impact, but being a young black kid from Queens that was born in Jamaica that ain't have nothing to offer, it literally seemed impossible. When I was thinking of like myself growing up, I'm like, yo, what talent did I have that I felt could impact people in a lasting way? I didn't feel like I had one, man. And I'm like, all right, I'm just one person. Like, what could I do that people would remember me for? I was like, I'm fast, could run, but that's not no impact. Like, I've never even heard of Usain Bolt at that time. Like, and it's crazy that his skill and his talent and is kind of building a legacy around that. But as a kid, I, I didn't know that was possible. That was kind of my experience, man. I just felt like I ain't have nothing to offer and made me feel like I was just going to be another statistic. It's deep that we think about these things like, yo, you don't think your life is worth anything. Yeah. You just think like you just exist in just another kid that going through the struggle or live in unfortunate circumstances. And you know, that's always a tough part. And that's why me personally now, I want to give back more and just speak to young boys or girls and let them understand that you are somebody, you are gifted, you are, you can be a difference maker. You are, people are counting on you because you, you're the future. And I think, you know, this, this goes back to even when we went to our old high school and spoke to the uh, the students there. Yeah. And us being, it's only one person. You always be one person in the beginning. But if you have somebody who has a similar mindset, they could join with you and you could be a force. And that's exactly what happened with the situation with us. Because I was like, damn, I'm one person. What, what can I say? I only can speak for a certain amount of people because I didn't graduate college. I dropped out after the first semester. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... My story, you know, wouldn't reach everybody, but you had the opposite story for me, but we both in entrepreneurship and became a force. And now they see, see in two different perspectives. And I think that's the biggest part about entrepreneurs is got to, yo, you got to speak your truth and try to find somebody else who has a different type of truth from you, but you end up in the same, same lane. Collab. Yeah. And I think like when you just said that, that made me think of like, why people in the hood, they'd be so reckless, bro. There's people in the hood that, like you said, they feel like they don't got nothing to lose. People that grow up in the hood that really rep their hood, that would die over their hood, those are the, the toughest people. And it's hard to connect and reach them because they, they look, this is all I know. And I'm one person and I might as well just protect my hood. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being proud of where you're from. But it's, yo, bro, you could do more. You could put your hood on. You could put your hood on the map and not just stay in the neighborhood. Yeah, Jay-Z said it best. He said, don't die of a neighborhood that your mama written. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even technically ours if you don't own it. You know, <laughs> if you do own it, you, you want to treat it better before somebody else come and take it and gentrify it. That's a whole nother topic where we just think where we at is not valuable until somebody else comes in or try to take, you know, what's ours. It's important that we we know our value, we know our worth, because if we do that, we will move different. We will move accordingly 
you know, to certain things and you have a reason to live and saying, I just don't give a F. I don't care about nothing. <laughs> That's everybody's MO. You're like, I don't care about nothing. Like, it's whatever. Nah, it's not whatever. I do care. Everything does matter. And once you change those certain words and you install that values in people, they will start appreciating life more. So I got a question. So why do you think entrepreneurs, right? Let's bring it back to our entrepreneurs. Are like, why do, why would an entrepreneur say, that I'm only one person when they build in a business or they're leading other people. Like, what, what do you think could lead to that? They would say that because they just see their circumstances, like their bills, their things they're behind on. So they're not trying to save the world right now. They're just trying to get ahead. What This is the thing. There's levels to it. So after you get ahead, you help your family out and you help the people around you out. It's going to be like, what's next? And I know we have reached that point. Like, all right. We hitting goals, we knocking them down, but what's really next? What's going to keep you going? And your legacy has to be the force because one, you're going to feel like a remorse. Like I should, I feel like I should be doing more or two, you're just going to get bored. Yeah. Or three, you just, you fall off the money and you just lose sight of who you are. You just don't even have the same values anymore. So it's different from an entrepreneur that got nothing and came up and it's like, all right, what now? You're not supposed to just give your money away. Don't be not telling you that, <laughs> but Connect with the people that you're supposed to connect with your audience. And that's how your legacy builds because somebody inspired you. Yeah. There's no entrepreneur say, oh, I wasn't inspired by nobody. Somebody inspired you. You might heard some YouTube video, some speech, something that got you motivated, got you moving, and that you used to listen to in your worst days. It's only right that you paid forward. That's true, bro. And I think, like, I was reading a 50 Cent book, like, a week ago, and he was just really talking about kind of what we said in the intro was he was saying that in the beginning stage of his, of his career, he just really wanted just to get bread. He just wanted to be known as someone that gets money, Turn, given the reason why he made the song, I Get Money. <laughs> like He really just wanted people to know him as that. And what he said now is he's at a stage in his career right now that he's done everything that he's wanted to do. And he's traveled to the places, he's bought the cars, he's bought the houses, and he was just trying to do more. And he was like, yo, like, what could I leave behind that my fans and my supporters, they will remember me for? And mm -hmm. he said it took him until he went to some part of Africa and he saw how how the kids were living and like how they barely had shelter. They didn't have clean water to drink. And he was like, it made him like have a different view on life. Because he was like, people in Queens, because 50 from Queens, people in Queens that think they from the hood and think they got it bad because our circumstances in New York, he would want anyone who's from the hood to go to Africa and just stay there for just 10 minutes to an hour. And it would change their whole perspective because 50 was like, look, I've hit these benchmarks and now I'm trying to focus on my legacy move because again, legacy is forever. So I think when I heard that, Again, I'm not where I want to be financially, but as I'm getting closer, it's making me think, yo, what's your legacy move late? How many people do you really want to impact? And what story do you want people to say about you? That's some of my thoughts that I think. Of. Yeah, 50 Legacy is definitely going down as one of the best trolls ever. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Like, he's dictating that. And hopefully he wants to create a better legacy than that. But, like, his actions, that's what he's creating. For the second problem, I don't want that level of pressure. I caught myself, you know, saying this before, not when it came to training so much, but when it came to feeding the city. 
And for those who don't know, Phoenix City is my community organization where we give our food uh, to the homeless during the holidays, especially on Thanksgiving. And it was just a mere thought that I always had since I was younger to do it. And I always wanted uh, to do it. I wasn't sure how to go about it. And I wanted to always give a hot plate to people that was less fortunate because I know food always make me feel good. So I was like, I just want to share off that feeling and give them something actually good, not some sloppy joes or something, like something that I eat. And that's how the initial idea started. So when it came down to it and I told my mother about it, she was like, not my food. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm going to try to get donations and we're going to make food because we didn't have enough food to go around and give to people. So it's how can we get money? And I would just put it out there. And as I put it out there, it starts to grow over the years. And I'm like, yo, this is bigger than what I thought. I really don't want this kind of pressure because <laughs> now people have an expectation of what it's going to be. It's not just a small thing like, yo, I'm doing it. If y'all want to do it, be down. It's like I have to create systems, have to create teams. I didn't even ask for all this. I just asked to do the, the initial thing. But sometimes entrepreneurship, you force in the leadership and, you know, you force in it to it. And I still want to enjoy it. But at the same time, I could really make a difference. And now it's something that people look forward to every year. So it's, it's a blessing because I've created a platform where other millennials get to give back and we get to reach more people. That pressure is real, though. It's, nah, I ain't even trying to do this year. <laughs> <laughs> Like share with the listeners, like the growth. I know last year might not have been as the upward trend that you want, but share with them. So year one, uh, year two, and like how big has it really grown? Year one was uh, 52 mils. Year two was 400. Wow. So you could see the percentage of the growth. And that was because of social media, like using social media the right way and brought more awareness to it. So the first time I put it up, it was like a couple of my clients, friends, and we just went to shelters, went to the train station. Second year, one of my closest friends, he got on board. Now we had two different teams and then we did a thousand, then we did 1,200, 1,500. And then I think in total, we probably did over 6,000 mils. Wow. It's grown crazy. And one year we had over 150 volunteers. What? And we talking about from... If they able to walk and talk to uh, 80 years old, <laughs> because people actually donated food and they also cooked food. So they, older people did more of the cooking, younger people doing the transporting, be doing the trays. So it's a whole ecosystem to everything that goes on. And just to see the community come together for one particular day, always heartwarming, uh, heartfelt for me, because, yo, we could do this more often, but it's going to take more leaders to come on board and to deal with this because it's like, nobody's getting paid for this right now. Everybody's doing it for the love of it. So it's now we're gonna take the next level where we get grants and really employ people. It's just more work for me. And I'm like, I don't wanna deal with that pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Every stage of business and entrepreneurship, man, as you elevate, you just enter a new level of pressure. And I think it's tough, bro. It's easy to fold. And like you said, you didn't want to be put in that position, but you became a person that just got thrown into it because you wanted to build something. And bro, as you, anything you touch now that you build in is going to be something big. So it's just a part of the game. Yeah, that self-awareness is key, man. I, I just learned to accept it. And 
Because even how many times I try to shy away from it, it always comes back. You know, people you met through this, now people you help, now people actually just look forward to this every year. And people from all different walks of life, even if they, they don't have food, they trying to help other people get food. People who are, who are busy, wealthy people who don't have time are spending their time. So it's just dope just seeing everybody from different angles want to give back. My example is this, man. So as a new entrepreneur, I always wanted like a huge team. I wanted to have a big team and just tell people like, yeah, I had a lot, I got a lot of people working for me. But to keep it 100 in the back of my mind, I was always scared of the level of preparation that will come that that will come with a big team. Like when you have a small team, KB, running payroll takes five minutes. I don't got to pay that many people five minutes. Boom, type in a couple numbers. I'm good. I'm in and then I'm out. Or like when it comes to giving my employees territory, when I got a small team, bro, take me five, 10 minutes. Like it's kind of fun because you don't got to do a lot of preparation. But however, when I started to gain a big team and I started to like multiply and have 30 plus employees, all of those same tasks that would take me four or five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, now easily take 30 to 45 minutes a piece per task. So it's like, dang, man, like I want the pressure or I want the idea of a big team. But when you got a big team and you doing payroll for 25 people, it's easy to mess up, bro. Like I've paid people the wrong amount. I've paid people more than I should have. I've paid them less than. And it's just a certain level. So like when I was in that situation, I was like, yo, man, I just don't want this level of pressure because it's like it's so many people relying on me. So it's forcing me to stay on my A game. The way that I, I look at it is I had to tell myself this. I was like, yo, Lake Kim, pressure is a privilege. And being put in a pressured situation means that you're growing. And how you perform in a pressured situation determines your results as an entrepreneur. How I look at pressure is like, I'll use an, an example. is once you enter a new level of pressure, it's like a plastic bag. If you take a plastic bag from the store and you stretch it, it'll never go back to its original form, but it's always going to be expanded. And other people, they think pressure is like a rubber band, right? You pull a rubber band, it goes right back to its original form. But what I think about all my entrepreneurs that scared of pressure or don't want it, the blessing behind it is once you increase your tolerance of what you could handle, you never go back. You only go up. So that was kind of my experience, bro. I didn't want the pressure, but it helped me. What was the uh, most employees you had at once where you had to do payroll? I want to say 35. Were you trying to avoid doing payroll once you had that many employees or just hit you as soon as you started doing it? (laughs) Bro, no, I would dread it. I would dread payroll every Thursday because... One is cool because it's anytime it's yin and yang. It's like, all right, yeah, I got a lot of people to pay. But then when you run in payroll and you like, damn, I just paid $15,000 this week. God damn. But it's a blessing and a curse because you're like, ah, right, yeah, I paid $15,000. So if I pay $15,000, that means the company did pretty well. But it's just like, you never want to see that much money leave. It's tough. Because for me, the pressure to have somebody else's livelihood, like, relied on me like that's tough because you know they're waiting for this check they they looking forward to this check they doing numbers like yo i should be making this i should be making that 
and to get it you know correct for 35 people is tough it's a hard task and i i don't want that kind of pressure yo kb you're supposed to pay me an extra 100 <laughs> what happened i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i commend you for that because me i being from training it's just mostly been me but i've been dealing with multiple people at once multiple clients that's pressure as well making sure they doing what they're supposed to do or they're supposed to pay you like you <laughs> <laughs> have people training for free but it just comes with it and if you we want to grow at these certain levels but we got to understand what comes with it and just accept everything that comes yeah bro and it just makes me think of like when i say i don't want that pressure of running payroll for that person like that many people then it makes it brings me back to the first problem i'm like i'm only one person that's so it goes hand in hand and yeah. um so, and and that's the point where we got to scale so it's like yeah you got to pay somebody to do payroll because you don't want to do it no more <laughs> <laughs> facts bro that's kind of yeah that, that was my experience man and it, it taught me a lot for real for the third problem i never saw a good example pertaining to legacy this could be used for anybody that grew up had a what a crazy story and i feel this one especially when it comes to like male figures my papa died when i was five i was close to my uncles growing up two of them passed away that i was close to I learned a lot from my grandfathers. One of them passed, and the other one, he just don't really speak like that. So everything I had to learn was just being observant. Yeah. So I never got like the direct dialogue of what it means to, you know, be a man, how to carry certain things. So I just picked up on how they move. So when it came to entrepreneurship, I'm like, yo, I'm going to move a certain way with certain values, but I'm also going to create my own lane. And this way, I, I just start a new tradition. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in saying, I never had this, I never had that. You just got to take what you can from whatever your situation is. And nobody had a perfect hand or perfect family. If you could take the good traits, the things that make you strategic or stronger than the next person, you could implement that. And that's going to help you build your legacy. And I think that was one of my strong suits, me being observant and knowing I'm going to take this from this person, I'm going to take this from this person. And I'm going to implement it. And I'm going to create this. This is going to be the KB legacy. And that was just my mindset. And a lot of people, they're not willing to take that on. But like I said, you got you want to be a leader or a pioneer or a trailblazer. You got to do something that's never been done before. Fact. So how would you say, based on your upbringing, with not having a lot of good examples from, or yeah, from the male figures in your life, what would you say you want to do to make sure that your future family has a better example? What are some things you want to make sure that? Uh, the main thing is expressing vulnerability. Sometimes we don't express that as men. And I think it's dope to have our podcast because we express that all the time and being transparent, knowing that we're not Superman all the time. Every day is not a home run. And I think I want to install that to, to let my future daughter or son know that it's okay that you didn't make no sales today. It's okay that um, you didn't get no new clients. Like, it's all right. Like, you're not going to win every day, but you're you're not going to quit either. (laughs) Facts. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted that or see example of that because anytime there was something wrong, it was like nobody really talked about it. It just kept working. And it never was no explanation behind certain things. So I think that's definitely one of the things I know I want to make, you know, me a stronger entrepreneur and a stronger entrepreneur for people behind me. Yeah, bro. And I think that's deep because 
the things that we didn't see, we want to make sure that we, our future family, they, they have that example because we know what we lack. And I was talking to a lot of my employees, bro. And I, I got two employees that really been giving me some great ideas and I'll share this with the community. But one of my employees, he said that growing up, anything, anytime he wanted something, his mom would make him write an essay on why she should get it for him. And I thought that was a, a very interesting approach. And it's a very interesting parenting tactic because eventually you and I, we was talking, eventually when we have a family, we're going to be in a position that we could get our kids whatever the hell they want. As entrepreneurs, we're not trying to create no brats. So <laughs> what, what I'm going to do, and I ain't tell my fiance this yet, but she's going to hear it when she listens to this episode. But what we're going to do is anytime our kid wants something, KB, they're going to have to write an essay and pitch me and Tiana on why they should get it. Because I want them to think twice before they come and present something. If you want these new Jordans, are you prepared to write an essay for these Jordans? If you not, then get out of my face. So I just think that's an example I never had growing up. But I know for sure, I think I'm going to instill that into my future family. And that's just something that comes to my mind. But that's not even my main example. Just based on what you said, that's something I just had to like get out there. That's the thing, like when you realize you're on your way, your journey of success, our struggle is going to be different from their struggle. Yeah. And, you know, their struggle is going to be, you know, showing value and work ethic. Because my pops got it. He got all these businesses. Entrepreneurhood is worth 500 million. Why I got <laughs> to work? Bro, you got to work. <laughs> you got to work. Because this is built for you to utilize, but you got to work. You can't just, just reap all the benefits without putting in any grit. Yeah, bro. And I think that's, yeah, it's going to be a different problem. A problem is going to be a problem. So the real experience and example I got for that problem, I never saw a good example growing up is this, bro. I'm going to share with y'all all the reasons of the things that didn't see and, and just bring home a point. So growing up, KB, I never seen any of my parents own a business. I never seen my family talk about the stock market. I was never taught how to manage money. I was never taught how to pick up girls. I just had to learn off the muscle, like what I had to do. I learned from people like you and, and my homies, but like my dad never sat me down. and was like, look, man, this is how you pick up a girl that you like. Should I continue? Like I, I, the list could go on and on of all of the examples that I never seen my point to bring home for entrepreneurhood is none of these limitations stop me from learning these topics on my own and now being confident in teaching these to other people. All of those things that I just said were real things that I never saw a good example growing up. But as an entrepreneur, as a person that's like forward thinking, I took the pieces and put them together and I taught myself I saw what my environment was doing. I seen what was working for people, what wasn't working for people. And I put it together. And as an entrepreneur, that's literally what you have to do. For my entrepreneurs listening, I don't care if you didn't have a good example. So what? It's a part of life. But you got to get good at what's the example you want to see. And that's what will get you to the next level. We could get motivation and inspiration for somebody who is not our blood. Because we live in an information world now, so the access is there. 
y'all listen to this podcast, y'all might never met us personally, but we able to feed into y'all and give y'all motivation. So you got to find it. You can't think, all right, this is bad. This is bad. Everything's bad around me. You got to search for it. You got to seek it. And that's the only going to be your way out. And I think, you know, that ownership is very important because if you're an entrepreneur, it's like you got to own it and you got to keep pushing, like regardless. Nobody cares. Keep working. (laughs) (laughs) Facts, bro. Yeah, man. So I think like for everyone in the community, man, we're going to do KB and I, we're going to jump into these solutions because we really think that legacy is forever. And we want y'all to understand how to be strategic about making your legacy move. KB, what's the first solution you got? The first solution I got for those who say I'm the only person, it goes back to what I was saying is ownership. And this is more of a mental exercise, but you have to accept being a pioneer or the trailblazer of your family or friends. After you fully accept that you're the only one or the first one, never use it as an excuse ever again. Appreciate every bad thing and good thing that you experience in life because it initially made you who you are. Facts, bro. The things that you experience help you shape who you are as a person. And I think like that's real. And the solution that I got for that is there's a saying where they say one man can change the world. But I want to rephrase this saying for the entrepreneur community. And my saying is one entrepreneur can change the world, right? So I want everyone in the community to think of the most common things you use. And you got to understand they've been around for decades and centuries because of one entrepreneur that decided to make his or her legacy move. They did not use the excuse that I'm only one person. They use that to their advantage. And those are the reasons why we're using some of the things that we're using today is because of that entrepreneur that was one person that made their legacy move. When you start thinking like that and reverse engineering everything that's around you, you really start thinking like, everybody's a genius. Everybody's a genius. They throw it in cell phone, TV, internet, you know, laptop. And you could be the genius of this generation if you stick to, you know, what you know. Facts. And Everybody was crazy at one point. <laughs> Bill Gates saying you have a computer in everybody home. Like what? Now we can't live out the screen, be yeah. on the screen every day. But you got to take it there. And I think those are the people that have the legacy that live forever, the people that take it there. From my second solution, for those who say I don't want that level of pressure, you got to analyze the growth. Pressure is required for growth. You have to focus on the solutions of what you want to solve instead of the obstacles. Look at back on the things that you have been through and look how much you have grown from each situation. So it's easy to point out the fingers of what you don't have. But if you point out what you do have, you'll be in a better state, in a better spot, and you'll feel even more accomplished. Like, yo, I made it through this. I made it through that. I thought that was the end. And now you're speaking that self-motivation. And now you're on fire and like, no, nothing can stop you. Even you say, yo, I'm rich and you just lose a hundred dollars or <laughs> you, you, lo- you lost a client. You continue to manifest it as you speak, you know, positive or negative. And it's not just positive thinking. You know, your actions will cause you to be in the right opportunity in the right space. But your mind has to be right first. Yeah, bro. That's true. 
That's true. Got to get in the right state of mind before you could handle pressure. My solution that I want to add on to that is I wrote this down. And, and if you listen and write this down too, pressure and stress are skills that highly successful entrepreneurs are paid for. The only way to win at a high level is to make sure you know how to handle pressure. That's the only way you win, right? Pressure will let you know if you are a diamond or a pipe. I want the entrepreneurs to get this analogy. Diamonds are made under pressure and pipes, they break under pressure. So you got to decide, are you a diamond or are you a pipe? That's an easy decision. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm a diamond. Facts. My third solution for those people who say, I never saw a good example growing up. Simply be the example you want to see. And even if you had bad examples, you can still learn from them too. Like you have to take everything with a grain of salt and you have to craft your own positivity and your own experiences. And you have to make something out of nothing. So everybody want to claim I came from nothing, but what are you turning it into? Yeah. And everybody want to say I started from the bottom. All right. How do you get, how are you going to get to the top or are you going to stay at the bottom? And you, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you got to really, you know, just say F everything that is supposed to F all the statistics. Everything, you know, is against you, depending on where you're from, when you was born, who your parents are. You can't control none of those variables. The only variable you control is you. <laughs> and you can't say I want a legacy and not be able to control yourself. Yeah, bro. And it's so crazy. Like... I literally wrote down my solution and it's almost word for what you just said. (laughs) It's crazy. Like we always on the same page with it, bro. But literally I wrote this down. Be the example you never saw. Like that's the, the best answer for that. And for all the entrepreneurs out there that says, I never saw a good example, right? Read about the example that you want. Watch a video about an example that you want network with the example that you want. Just do something. Don't use that as an excuse on why you can't be great. Greatness is all around you. You just got to seek it out. 100%. 150%. (laughs) Telling you, bro. And shout out to the people that probably even bump into this episode on accident. I don't think it was accident. I think it's meant to be like, yo, you're going to be great. You just got to, you just got to really own it. And you got to, you know, step up to the plate and saying, yo, I want to build a legacy that I never, you know, I didn't come from. That's why we decided to put this together, man. We understand legacy is forever. So we just want to help our entrepreneurs help you tap into your legacy move. So KB, let's finish up with our final takeaway, man. What's your final takeaway? It's very lonely in the beginning in the marathon of entrepreneurship. Your friends might be running with you, but you're running into different obstacles. Your current family is cheering you on, but they understand. Yeah. But your future family is waiting for you to pass that baton. No one would remember exactly how fast you ran or how many races you won. However, the initial pass is literally the most important part. The baton is your legacy. You can't stop because legacy lives forever. And bro, that's a fact. I like that analogy, bro, because that's really what you're doing. You passing the baton and that's how you keep the legacy going, bro. 
wow, that was deep, man. I hope someone wrote that joint down, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one, man. Hey, home, man. I'm just thinking about it. You got to keep running the race. You got to keep the marathon going. And that baton is is what matters the most because you can't if you don't pass it. And here's my final takeaway for everyone in the community. Your legacy move gets developed over time. Don't stress if you don't know what your legacy move is right away. But get clear on how you want to help the masses. Then you build a business around that. So I'm going to run that back, right? I said, don't stress if you don't know what your legacy move is right away, but get clear on how you want to help the masses and then build a business around that. Because remember, people won't remember you for how much money you made, but they will remember you for all the lives you changed and you improved. Those people who you help will share your impact for generations. And that's why we believe legacies last forever. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.